My name is Raza and I am an imam of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in the UK. I graduated from the Missionary College in the UK in 2014 after having completed a seven-year course which includes subjects such as learning how to correctly read the Holy Quran, its translation, its different commentaries, comparative studies of religion, Islamic jurisprudence, Sufism, Islamic history, and so on. You get the point. As Ahmadis, we believe that the awaited Messiah of the latter days has arrived in the person of Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad of Qadian, peace be upon him, who was born in 1835 and established the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in 1889. God had promised him that I shall cause that message to reach the corners of the earth, but more on that later. Now all of this is related to my faith and how I can use that information to play my small and insignificant part in propagating the message of Islam, not just to the members of my own community, but more importantly, to people of all walks of life and different faiths or none. The message is simple, but immensely powerful. It's from the 6th century, revived in the 19th, but its need couldn't be greater than it is right now. The next three days, I would think about this numerous times as I walked through the streets of Lisbon and the grounds of the Altis Arena, where we were going to attend the Web Summit, taking place from the 13th to the 16th of November, 2023. I was joined by my two brothers and fellow Imams, Zawar and Mujib. Briefed and prepped, with a goal in mind, we all headed home after our initial meeting in the Voice of Islam complex and informed our families and congregations that, well, we won't be home for a few days. I'm not going for vacation, I'm going for work. Yeah, but when, what do you need to do that? Well, there's a web summit, it's a conference, a big conference. <laughs> Can you come? No, unfortunately not. Because I will be doing. What? Well, you cannot come either, buddy. Are you going by car? Yeah, no. So I'm not going by car. I'm flying. Yes. Meet two of the greatest blessings God has given me, Daniel and Daud, aged seven and four. My wife and I both decided to devote or to dedicate them to the service of the community prior to their birth. This scheme, which is called Vakfeno, was introduced to the community by the fourth caliph of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmed, may Allah have mercy on his soul. The idea behind it is that parents bring their children up in such a way that they would grow up to willingly sacrifice everything for the sake of God. Accordingly, this generation would be able to shoulder the responsibility of the community in future times to come. The journey I undertook and the people I met are creating and shaping the world that these two are going to grow up in. They're defining which technologies the world will adapt in which way. The main focus and center of attention at this year's Web Summit was AI, artificial intelligence. Every talk, every Q&A, press conference, conversation or interview that I took on and off the grounds contained the word AI or alluded to it in one way or another. In a nutshell, AI refers to the development of computer systems that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence. These tasks include learning, 
reasoning, problem solving, understanding natural language, speech recognition, and visual perception. And they aim to simulate human cognitive functions and automate processes to enhance efficiency and effectiveness. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was written by AI within a second or less of me typing in the question of what AI actually stands for. But I'm sure you must have figured that out anyways. Make sure to bring your passports, boys. That was the last message sent on our group chat the night before our departure. So, I made sure I put it on the kitchen counter along with a credit card, headphones, charger and euros we had left from our last trip to Germany so I could just get ready, grab all essentials and head to the station. That being done, I confidently went to bed for my two-hour nap. Just as I was about to fall into deep sleep, it was go time. I had a quick shower, went up to the kids' room, kissed them goodbye, grabbed a quick bite and headed out the door, only to discover it was pouring down buckets and there was no way I was going to have another shower. This time, a very cold and uncomfortable one. Uber it is, I guess. And within two minutes, I was sitting at the back of Maximud's Prius, only to realize four minutes later just as we were about to reach the station, that the unthinkable had happened. I forgot the most important item, my passport. The calculation started in my head. How much time do I need to get it? When is the train departing? What if I miss this one and have to take the next? Will I get to the airport on time? Well done. It's on the stairs, were the exact words I heard as soon as I called my wife. But thanks to my Uber driver's help, I quickly rebooked him for a round trip, and 10 minutes later, I was back at the station. Nobody likes to get up at 3 in the morning to go anywhere, especially not with a big bag in the rain and cold. But I have to say that living in London, you don't really get many hours of quiet and silence during the day. There's hardly any time where you literally find three people on an eight-carriage train. But the 310 to Bedford on a weekday is certainly one of them. At least it was for me. This train terminates at Bedford. We will be calling at London London, Broadway, Elstree and Boreham Wood, Radlett, St Albans City, Harpenden, Luton Airport Park. Right about now, it would be the time for the morning prayer during the summer. But right now, I still had another three hours almost. So what to do and how to best utilize the quiet and peace. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. 
The recitation and listening to the Qur'an can have a calming and soothing effect on the mind. This experience is of course subjective and varies from person to person, influenced by individual beliefs, cultural backgrounds and of course personal experiences. However, Muslims in particular often find solace and tranquility in listening to or reciting verses from their holy book. The rhythmic and melodious nature of the recitation combined with the spiritual significance attributed to the text, can contribute to a sense of peace and emotional well-being for many of us. And if you know the translation or read it side by side, you may even be able to further amplify that effect. As Muslims, we believe the Holy Qur'an to be the literal word of God, or of Allah as we call him, as revealed to the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Sent as a guidance to all of mankind for all times to come. Its recitation, especially during the early hours, is an integral part of our worship. It is me. Which is the constant thinking about what to take, what not to forget. And walking out of the house quite confident that you've done everything you were supposed to do but there's always this one one little piece that nags you the whole time throughout so I had the same feeling this morning almost like an hour ago so it's 3.25 I've left at 2.30 and uh, yeah that one little piece was my passport which I think I would be right to say is a very, very important piece of document when you're traveling. So anyways, thanks to modern technology and Uber, I've made it back to the station in time, went home, grabbed my passport, came back, and uh, yeah, now I'm in the train, so this is my first attempt at a voice recording of this trip, the first one that is with my voice um, and yeah, hopefully you will enjoy the next 
three days. So four including today. On our little journey to Portugal, to Lisbon, to the Web Summit. So, this was my first attempt at a voice note for the purpose of this series. And as you heard, and I admit, it wasn't great. But hopefully as we go along, you will hear an improvement. At first, I did feel a little bit strange recording every step of my journey, talking about, you know, the weather, public transport, how tired I am, or what I had for lunch. But hey, I'm here to learn, and seeking knowledge is not only encouraged, but is also seen as a religious duty for a Muslim. Several verses in the Holy Quran and sayings of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, highlight and emphasize the importance of learning and acquiring knowledge. And not just for men, but also for women. So the check-in is done, and uh, I think I'll have my 10,000 steps just walking through this security line. It's uh, relatively empty still, I mean, it's picking up, but we can just walk all the way to the front of the line. And yeah, I've done my check-in, as I said, put my laptop in there as well. Not sure what people say about that. I'm sure many of you will disagree. But I have no bag. Only my passport, my phone, and a charger. And that's pretty much it. Let's see how quickly that security check goes. So. And also, you can guess. Let's see if I get randomly selected for a security check or not. Alright, that was a security check and uh, yeah, I got checked twice. Not randomly selected, but um, there was something somewhere. First it was the shoes, then it was the legs, then the shoes, then the socks. And they x-ray the shoes again but anyways I made it so and they have new stuff here as well maybe I haven't traveled in a while but they can check your shoes without you taking them off then you have to take them off and they check check it manually and then they swipe it through the machine again but yeah it looks like Zawad is having problems with his laptop so that's gonna be delayed slightly And there we were, all three of us finally at the airport on our way to the gate. For the record, I was the first one to arrive, having had to travel the furthest and longest. And unlike my two friends, I didn't have someone to drop me off in the middle of the night to what some call the worst of London airports, or my personal favorite, a cattle mart. Thanks, Nathan, on Trustpilot for a very amusing read, by the way. In all fairness, though, maybe it was the time of the day, but our experience overall was quite pleasant. What was also pleasant was the fully veggie breakfast we had just before we boarded our flight, which would keep us going until 10 p.m. when we finally had the time for dinner. Looks like pretty much everyone is now on board. Just about to finalize the last few bits and bobs of the paperwork. Very shortly, doors will close. And at that stage, Hannah and her team will stop the safety demo. And I do ask that you give me your full attention as it is to your safety and everyone else on board. 
Cars Flying Sword was listening to today flights. I was around about 2 hours 25 minutes and I'll chat to you the cruise with the latest time of arrival and also the latest weather. For now, though, sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. Bismillahi majreha wa mursaha inna rabbi la rahim In the name of Allah be its course and its arrival. Verily, my Lord is all forgiving, all merciful. Subhanalladhi sakhara lana hadha wa ma kunna lahu muqrineen wa inna ila rabbina lamunqalibun Glory is to him who has provided this for us though we could never have had it by our efforts. Surely, unto our Lord we are returning. Islam is a way of life for me. It's not just a religion I get to practice in the mosque on a Friday. I'm not a part-time Muslim. Everything I do, anywhere I am, my faith is my guide in all aspects of life. So naturally, there is a prayer for everything we do during the day and during our life. From the moment a child is born to the day we take our last breath. From the moment I open my eyes in the morning till the time I close them to go to sleep. The purpose of these prayers is to remind us over and over again that this beautiful life we live with all its ups and downs is given to us by God. We are in need of His protection from all the evil and harm that surrounds us on a daily basis. We are indebted to God. To remember Him at every moment of our lives keeps us grounded and humble, focused on what really matters and what is important in this very short time we have on this earth. I am certain that you too must have felt the majesty and awe of God's creation when you looked out the plain window, seeing the beds of clouds, the paths built in the sky, the terrain beneath you, the sunset or sunrise you witnessed, which is now ingrained an integral part of your memory, or the simple fact that you are sitting in a metal box, comfortably flying thousands and thousands of feet above the world. It is in moments like these when we say Allahu Akbar. As beautiful and as magnificent these scenes may be, as tall and great the mountains may be, they're only the creation of God and he, indeed, is the greatest of them all. Welcome to Lisbon. The local time is the same as the UK and has just gone five past ten. The cabin crew will shortly be leaving their seats to commence safety-related duties. However, at this time, you need to remain seated with your seatbelt securely fastened until the captain switches off the signs in the panel above you and the aircraft comes to a complete final stop. All devices for messaging, calls and internet access may now be used. And before leaving us today, please ensure you take all of your personal belongings with you, checking in the seat pockets, underneath the seats and in the overhead lockers. Do take care when using the lockers in case anything has moved and could fall out. Alright, so we made it to the hotel. Didn't get to check in because we're too early. Um, but yeah, so my two compadres and myself were just trying to bridge the time somehow. Got some snacks got some different kind of drinks and was a lot of your first time in Portugal yes it so, is first it's been an hour what do you think the weather is amazing oh yeah that's good um, completely different to what uh, we were what the weather was in UK I would love to stay here more than the six days that we're here <laughs> four, four. We're not even <laughs> don't increase my work I only have four days material <laughs> 
but no, it's amazing. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Good. Would you be yours? So the journey so far has been pretty smooth, I would say, guys. Yeah. Sure. Um, checked in. The flight was smooth. Landed here on time. Uh, got to the hotel. Made made sure that we were registered. The hotel let us keep keep. Well, they did allow us to have the stuff there. Leave the stuff, luggage. And now we're at this uh, shopping mall where. You know, we're soaking the beautiful weather and uh, trying to make the most of it, I guess. Yeah. So, day one, midday. Mention the trees. Oh, yeah. Palm trees. You gotta so as you heard, we landed at Lisbon Airport on the morning of the 13th of November 2023 and got registered for the Web Summit right outside the terminal. We got our badges and a wristband you couldn't really remove or take off for the next four days. Hopped in a taxi to get to the hotel and learned about Lisbon being a very, very safe city to live in. The friendliness and openness of Portuguese people from our taxi driver during the 15-minute ride. And yes, of course, we spoke about Cristiano Ronaldo. So... After our unplanned pit stop at the mall, we went back to the hotel where our room was finally ready quickly unpacked, everyone marked their side of the closet, and off we went to the metro station. Imagine the London underground. Well, Lisbon's is nothing like it. It's clean, it's less crowded, less noisy, but most of all, people don't really feel offended if you look at them or even, and here it comes, are you ready for it? I'll just say it, speak to them. Yes, speak to them, have conversations with them. Human interaction. Yes, I said it. I even saw a lot of people with books. Remember the things we used to read? The hard copies, physical touch you had for these books before our phones, our ear pods, our, you know, the beans and buds took over our life? All right, so we made it inside. It's the opening night of this year's Web Summit taking place in Lisbon. And um, at this opening night, there's a bunch of guest speakers, including Catherine Meyer, who's the CEO of the Web Summit. The mayor of the city of Lisbon, Carlos Moedas, she, he's going to come. Jimmy Wells is the founder of Wikipedia, at Wikipedia. Um, Christina Fonseca, one of the most successful female entrepreneurs in Europe. She is the managing partner at Indico Capital Partners. She's also going to be there as well as Antonia Costa Silva, who's the Minister of the Economy and Maritime Affairs at the Government of Portugal, and Vasco Pedro, who's the co-founder and CEO of Unbabble, very interesting, an AI-powered platform that 
aims to eliminate language barriers for businesses, um, including you know some of the big names that you've heard: Panasonic, Microsoft, Booking.com, etc. So that's going to be it's a very interesting lineup, and let's see what they have to say. All right, so we've been told to go inside now. We're going to the center stage. It looks massive. Right there. So once you've made it inside, it's a massive, massive arena. And it's a blue, reddish, pinkish stage. Quite nicely made. And right now you have a clip of Al Gore playing from the Web Summit in 2017. I think that's filling up slowly slowly most of the seats are already filled up but yeah we got a pretty nice decent view so if you do check out our socials on twitter instagram you'll probably find some pictures and videos of the team who attended developing not just the technology but also the people around it and our organization our understanding of how to work together hello welcome you are all very welcome to web summit 2023 here in the glorious city of lisbon my name is Catherine marr and i'm the new ceo of web summit this is actually not my first time on this stage I was here in 2019, astonished at the size of the crowd. You're the reason that we're here. It was up here on this stage that I was really able to start to see Web Summit's impact and be inspired by Web Summit's mission to connect people and ideas that change the world. And as I stand here again, I can see even more clearly how technology contains all of our collective wishes for a better and brighter future. In this moment, technology may be both our greatest hope for progress and also our greatest potential divider. Because of this, I believe that Web Summit's role as a place for connection and community is more urgent than ever. It is the only event where tens of thousands of us meet to tackle these issues through the technology that you build the companies that you found, and the ideas that you champion. I may not be new to this stage, but I am new to this role. Many of you know that I started as CEO just two weeks ago after Web Summit's founder and former CEO, Patty Cosgrove, resigned. And I want to take a minute just to address what happened. We owe that to everyone here because you came out for this event, because you love Web Summit and this community matters to you. And we also owe it to everyone who decided not to come, because even though they are not here, it's because you feel strongly enough about Web Summit that what we say and what we do matters. If you know Patty, you know that he's always been outspoken, on stage and online. And about a month ago, Patty tweeted about the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Patty will be the first to admit that his tweets were divisive and that they hurt people, including people who consider themselves part of this community. He's since apologized and stepped down. I think it's important to say that I believe that everyone everywhere has the right to express their views about any topic, including what's happening in the world. 
This is true whether those views are wise. Thank you. This is true whether those views are wise and well considered, or disposable and disappear in the doom scroll. We all know what that's like. If we didn't have that right to free expression, or that right to debate, our web summit stages would be empty of ideas, challenge, and change. We expect plenty of debate on these stages in the days to come. But I also want to acknowledge that having a right to free expression and considering the weight of your words are two very different things. So, as the new CEO, I have two things that I want to make clear. The first is to reaffirm that right to ideas and expression. Web Summit is a place where you should come to be challenged and prepare to challenge in return. There are too many important conversations that we need to have as a technology community and society, and Web Summit will not shy away from hosting them. But I do ask that you do this respectfully. I want you to see and uphold each other's humanity, even in our hardest conversations. So 2023 has been a year of huge lows and tremendous highs and accelerating change. Right? Technology continues to turn every single thing that we thought we knew about the world, our place in society, the future of work, politics, and life itself on our planet upside down. And at the same time, I find myself genuinely awed by the technological advances that will continue to propel us forward. We're seeing this tantalizing promise of fusion and new forms of energy. Carbon capture technology's potential to reverse the very real impacts of climate change, and on our stages in the coming days, there will be hundreds of talks and conversations about how AI technologies can be used to create access to education, personalized healthcare, humanitarian aid, and drive us towards a more connected, prosperous, and sustainable future. There will also be robust debates about the peril of AI and how we might think about. Serving a humanity rather than serving technology. Shortly, you're going to hear from a friend of mine, Jimmy Wales, the founder of Wikipedia. You may have heard of it. Wiki Jimmy is going to talk about the future of AI and human knowledge, which is a subject that's incredibly close to my heart. But he's just the start. We have 70,000 attendees coming over the course of the next few days to hear hundreds of speakers across this program. There are more than 2,600 startups, 900 investors, and 300 technology company partners coming this week. Who's here from Nigeria? A little louder, a little louder. <laughs> Anyone from India? <laughs> Happy Diwali. Anyone's first time? <laughs> kind of mine too. Okay, great.、Um, Portugal. Let's hear it for our wonderful hosts from Portugal, from Lisbon, this incredible, magnificent city. For someone attending it for the first time, there was certainly a wow factor. 
the large crowds, tons of security and police everywhere you looked, big names, big companies, lights, camera, media, etc., etc. And from the moment we stepped into the registration marquee at the airport till the time we said goodbye three days later, we felt welcomed, and like the mayor of Lisbon put it, home. I think it's important to make the effort to try to regulate and to have deep thinking and discussion around it. I think Europe was, has been working on AI regulation for a number of years. It's been a bit upended with uh, ChatGPT and, natu- and generative AI because it's such a different uh, type of, of, of AI. I think the challenge is that political systems are biological in nature and they're slow to regulate and AI is evolving at a very fast pace. I mean, every Three months, OpenAI releases something new that completely disrupts the ecosystem again. So it's hard to regulate something that is evolving that fast. Uh, And I think that will be a challenge. So this is it for me. My name is Filmena Cautella. It was a pleasure to be here with you at Web Summit. For now, we're going to introduce Wikipedia founder Jimmy Wales, (laughs) expectedly the the cutest member from Wikipedia. And he's, gonna, he's here to explain why humanity will always need a trusted and reliable source of information, no matter how powerful artificial intelligence becomes. So please, let's give a big round of applause to Jimmy Wales and tonight's moderator, global technology correspondent at Axios, Ryan, Ryan Heath. Welcome and thank you. I will see you soon. Bye. Toughing next to someone so handsome, but I'll see how I manage. <laughs> Jimmy, when Wikipedia was first getting big, mm-hmm. it was subject to a lot of snobbery, a lot of scrutiny for error rates that were frankly a lot smaller than what ChatGPT has been producing this year. Mm. Why do you think that is? And are generative AI companies getting the scrutiny they deserve? So, I mean, I think one of the things that we've seen over and over and over again is a new technology comes out and there's kind of a really easy, lazy alarmism that can happen. So I remember in the early days of eBay, it was like, oh no, somebody's selling a gun on eBay. Oh no, somebody's selling their baby on eBay. Uh, And then after a while, we sort of figured out, yeah, you can list whatever you want on eBay, but... People were reported it gets taken down. It's actually not that exciting. Nobody's actually sold their baby's soul on eBay. Um, and then, you know, there came a time then it was, it was Wikipedia. Um, that was the thing. I remember when Anna Nicole Smith died, who was a sort of a tabloid sensation, and somebody vandalized Wikipedia for just a minute or something and just blanked her page and wrote curse words or something. And I got eight calls from journalists saying... Um, does this show a flaw in the Wikipedia model? And I'm like, I think there's a flaw in the media. Anna Nicole Smith dies and I get eight phone calls. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And so now, you know, when we look at at the emergence of ChatGPT, clearly it's not good enough for a great many purposes. It's an amazing thing to play with and so forth. But when you really start to use it, what initially seems fantastic, you realize is is pretty bad. And I do think it's getting a lot of scrutiny. I mean, there's no one in this room who doesn't know a story or or something about uh, ChatGPT. After the opening ceremony, everyone headed either home or to the night summit to do some further networking. 
On our way home, I sat with three other lads in the bus and when they saw my media badge, we started talking. I told them about Voice of Islam and my current project about the web summit. The two sitting opposite of me cracked a few jokes. We had a few minutes of chit-chat and that's pretty much it. However, Mihovil, a business development lead from Croatia who sat to my left, remained quiet the whole time. When I had finished speaking to the other two, he turned to me and immediately started questioning me in regards to what I had said about Voice of Islam, about religion, life, spirituality and how they don't have to be separate entities. It is possible to combine them both, be a religious or spiritual person and live life like everyone else. In fact, live an even better life maybe. And that concept struck a note with him. So we started to talk more about it. Until we got to the next stop, he told me a little bit about himself and how he considered himself to be a spiritual but not a religious person. I have heard that a lot and it interested me to find out why that is because in my eyes, both are interlinked. So I asked him. Mihavil told me about his childhood, how he had gone to a Christian school and how the school tried to impose their beliefs on him, forced him to believe and accept things that he simply didn't want to. Ultimately, he distanced himself from organized religion but still believed to some extent in a higher being. Our stop came and we all got off the bus but neither him nor I wanted our conversation to end. So we just continued. I ditched my gang and he ditched his friends and we started to walk and talk. I explained that a religion does not force its believers or people to believe in it. The Holy Quran clearly mentions this in many passages, that there is no compulsion in religion. Everyone's free to believe or not to believe. Even prophets, who are the ones that bring the books and the teachings, they never forced anyone to accept what they had brought. Their job was only to convey the message. It's up to the people, it's up to us, whether we accept it or we don't. The world we live in and the world of tech that I saw in the last few hours was extremely fast-paced and so naturally there is a race between everyone involved. We spoke about the anxiety and loneliness sometimes that a lot of people feel when they don't find investors or when their ideas don't develop as they had hoped and thought about. He expressed his desire that he wanted to read the Quran because of the calm and soothing effect it has on people, which he himself witnessed with almost all of his Muslim customers. How they always say Alhamdulillah, meaning all praise belongs to Allah, to everything that befalls them, be it good or be it bad. Many people already think he's a Muslim. I already have the beard, he said jokingly. And of course we spoke about the political situation of the world today and I shared the message of the Holy Quran about justice with him, how the sacred book of Muslims upholds the most highest standards of justice regardless of who you are. There are many verses that address the believers and encourage them to uphold the standards of justice. One of them is found in chapter 4 verse 136 in which God Almighty states, O ye who believe, be strict, in observing justice and be witnesses for Allah even though it be against yourselves or against parents and kindred whether he be rich or poor Allah is more regardful of them both than you are therefore follow not low desires so that you may be able to act equitably and if we conceal the truth or evade it then remember 
that Allah is well aware of what you do. This is the same message that His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Masood Ahmad, the fifth successor to the promised Messiah on whom be peace, has been highlighting to all political and world leaders he has met in the past two decades. And he has also been warning the world that if we don't pay heed and don't fulfill the rights of each other and the rights of God, then a third world war is where we may be headed. Our conversation ended 30 minutes later. We exchanged details, or rather scanned each other's badges and connected through the Web Summit app. I invited him to the Bat al-Futul Mosque whenever he would come to London, and in return, I got an invite to Croatia. Mihavil, it was a pleasure to have met you, my friend, and I hope and pray that you are well. Who knows? Maybe the next time I see you, we will greet each other with assalamu alaikum. At around 10 p.m., we desperately tried to get to a donor kebab. Yes, I know, we're in Lisbon and still looking for a donor kebab place. But after our e-scooters stopped working because we had left the zone, and for some other reasons, we still found ourselves 27 minutes away from it. We just called it quits and miraculously found two other places right in front of us run by two Bengali brothers. At around 11.30 p.m., we finally made it back to the hotel, quickly got changed and fell into our beds. I barely managed to transfer all my content to the laptop so I don't miss any files for later on. Zawad was then assigned the duty, or rather he volunteered, to wake us up for the morning prayer. But just to be on the safe side, I still put on my alarm. And that was Monday, the 13th of November, 2023. Step count, 23,000. 551. O Allah, with your name I die and come back to life.